How much is the Cato Daily Podcast worth to you? We certainly enjoy putting it together for you, and we know from all the positive feedback that it's an important part of many of our listeners' days. If you value our distinctly libertarian perspective, I hope you'll consider joining our new podcast sponsor program. If you visit cato.org slash podcast sponsor, you can learn about various levels of support and the benefits you'll enjoy as a Cato sponsor. For example, if you become a patron sponsor by giving $1,000 or more, I'll personally thank you on the podcast and you'll get the regular benefits of being a Cato patron as well. If you prefer, you can donate in a friend or family member's name as well. It's the perfect gift for someone who values liberty but has everything else. Learn more about the benefits of becoming a podcast sponsor at cato.org slash podcast sponsor. And as always, thank you for listening. This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, December 11th, 2017. I'm Caleb Brown. The Pentagon will undergo an audit. That may seem routine, but consider this. It's never happened before. Not once. But does an audit of the Pentagon mean we'll see a change in military strategy? Chris Preble, Vice President for Defense and Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute, discusses what that audit might mean. It seems very surprising that the Pentagon would engage in a full-scale audit and... That's because it's unlike every other department in the federal government. It's never happened before, despite despite the huge budgets that uh, the Pentagon has. That's right. It's never happened before. Every other uh, government agency, every other department uh, is subjected to regular audits, yearly audits. In most cases, uh, the Pentagon never has been. It has been – it's supposed to have been ready for such a thing over many years and it consistently uh, moves the goalposts. Um, the new comptroller, David Norquist, um, is treating this – he has an opportunity to demonstrate to the American people that the money, the vast amount of money that is spent in the DOD is uh, wisely spent or can be accounted for. Um, I wish him well, but I am skeptical uh, that it will work. Okay. So um, one of the reasons that the Pentagon maybe has never been audited is that there are reasons to keep military – stuff secret, perfectly legitimate reasons. Right. So there are two uh, arguments against uh, an audit, one of which is what you just said, that uh, because of the need for secrecy and um, limiting public access to information about what the military spends, uh, that an audit could somehow undermine American security. I've never found that to be very credible. We, we publicly debate the defense budget down to extraordinary detail. There are obviously elements of it and the intelligence community as well that are you know, in the black budget, so to speak. But, but the, f- the fact is we do have a public debate over what the military spends, or at least what the military is supposed to spend as far as Congress says, but we don't actually know what it spends and whether it spends it wisely. So I, I don't – I'm not um, uh, particularly convinced that, that about the national security arguments against an audit. The other argument is somewhat related, which is we just simply can't have uh, our uh, soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines uh, worrying about the money that they spend because they're too busy defending us all from harm. Um, and here again, this suggests that um, the only way to keep us safe is to spend money uh, recklessly. And again, that's not accurate. It's not fair. That's not how the Pentagon works. That's not, not how the vast majority of people working in the D- Department of Defense work. Um, and so again, I think that's why Norquist is treating this as an opportunity uh, to demonstrate that by and large, the 
hundreds of billions of dollars that are spent every year in DOD um, are for the most part spent wisely. And the only way that you're going to know that for certain is uh, a full comprehensive audit. Um, from the defense.gov, the press release that they put out, they, they estimate that the uh, Department of Defense has $2.4 trillion in assets. Correct. It seems almost to, it seems to me almost impossible to get this process going and finished uh, at least uh, even on an annual basis it would be an extreme challenge is that this is a multi-year process. Right. It is a multi-year process. It was a multi-year process merely to get the various uh, departments within DOD, that is the various service departments, audit ready. That itself was a multi-year process. So um, yes, it, it, this is not going to be an annual thing by any stretch. Um, just by, just by virtue of just accounting for assets, as you point out, mostly infrastructure bases and things like that, um, and equipment. Um, uh, even that all by itself is going to be an enormous undertaking. Leaving aside the annual expenditures, you know, consumables and and salaries and things like that that go on every year. So, to what to what extent will an audit reveal facts that provide intellectual ammunition for people like you who make the make the case that well the problem isn't necessarily so much the fact that the Pentagon uh, is spending a lot of money the probably underlying problem is that the Pentagon is tasked with doing so many things in so many far-flung places right I mean I think that we should be willing to scrutinize uh, even the money that the Pentagon spends well. That is to say, the money that they spend as they are supposed to, to pursue a strategy that, in my opinion, is uh, grotesquely grandiose uh, and unnecessary for U.S. national security, for unnecessary to actually keep us safe. Uh, and so even if the audit uh, determines definitively that every penny that this, that is spent in DOD every year is spent wisely, which is impossible, of course. Even if they were to do that, um, we would still need to have a very serious debate in this country about what it is we're asking our military to do. Um, on the point of whether or not this gives ammunition to critics of uh, Pentagon spending, we don't have any shortage of examples um, of uh, money spent unwisely or on weapon systems that have taken too long and not delivered um, in a timely fashion or um, cost overruns and the like. Those things have come to the surface repeatedly even without an audit. Might we discover a few additional t tidbits uh, in the course of the audit? I suspect so. But again, we didn't need an audit uh, to, to, to prove that, uh, that some of the money the Pentagon spends uh, does not actually uh, contribute to our safety. Does it, uh, would an audit contribute to the idea that there is a lot of spending, a military spending that gets done that the Pentagon doesn't want? Perhaps. Uh, and so perhaps the Pentagon is, it could use this as a vehicle to sort of push back on Congress and the micromanaging that occurs in terms of, you know, writing into the, the various defense budgets, uh, things that the Pentagon doesn't want. Sure. But again, we don't need an audit for that. People can go through the what is requested by the Pentagon by the executive branch and then what is actually granted to the Pentagon by Congress. There's, you know, every year there are elements that, that creep in there that shouldn't be there as far as the Pentagon's concerned. So that's um, 
so again, I don't think the audit is necessary for that. I think that w one of the one of the reasons why I've supported an audit, even though I have some doubts that it's going to have long term implications, which is that we have to remind people periodically that uh, that the Pentagon, in the words of Jim Mantle, is not an honorary member of the private sector. It is, in fact, a government agency. It is a bureaucracy. The fact that the military is the most respected institution in the country uh, does not. Uh, uh, does not invalidate the fact that it is an, it is a government agency. It spends money as as any other agency that conservatives don't like, like Interior or EPA. Uh, and so, in that sense, it is not inappropriate at all for the Pentagon to be subject to the same sort of audit uh, rules as other government departments. As I like to point out to my Republican friends who complain about bureaucracy, one of the foundational works of public choice economics, uh, William A. and Iskanen's bureaucracy. Yes. Um, was written while he worked at the Pentagon. While he worked in the Pentagon. It's absolutely correct. I don't think it is um, – no one should be surprised that a, an, a, a department that is likely to spend close to $700 billion in 2018, that there are vast sums of money that go around that do not advance, you know, sort of the end product of the Department of Defense, which is to defend us. We also have to concede that part of the reason why um, the Pentagon is so is so sort of favored by cons by conservatives is that it does allow them to spread money around in ways that they could not do through other government agencies that are in disfavor among conservatives who, who consider themselves fiscal conservatives. It's like in defense, we can do whatever we want because – and if those dollars flow to various constituents and that makes them more likely to support us the next time around. It's it's military Keynesianism. It's just a different form of government spending. Uh, overseas contingency operations is a popular way to spend more money uh, on the military. Some of this may some of it over the last several years may have been legitimate emergencies. We must spend this now in order to uh, protect a mission, to protect uh, soldiers, but. Uh, Getting that under control, and it's been in de relative decline in recent years, but getting that under control, does an audit help with that? I'm not sure about that, actually. That's a good question. I think that we have to remember the Overseas Contingency Operations account was created to fight the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan before the Budget Control Act. The OCO has become such an attractive slush fund for, uh, again, for, for nominal fiscal conservatives because it it provides the illusion that the Pentagon is adhering to the Budget Control Act uh, spending caps, but the OCO account is, is exempted under BCA. So I think the reason why the OCO has grown relative to the size of the wars that we're actually fighting is because of the BCA mostly. And I don't know that the, uh, I don't know that the audit's going to get into that much. I, I think the most important part of the audit is likely to be uh, the physical infrastructure and assets of sort of getting a handle on what that entails, whereas the OCO is an annual expenditure and and uh, uh, and is budgeted uh, accordingly. So, but according to you, the the what we need to be thinking about is the problem here isn't the fact that the Pentagon might be doing uh, great things with relatively little efficiency. Mm -hmm. It's that it might be might in the future, even with an audit, be doing the wrong things or many of the wrong things with greater efficiency. That's, that's absolutely correct. This does not obviate the need 
for serious national discussion about what it is that we want our our military to do. Um, and uh, it, without that conversation, no amount of audit or scrutiny or sort of oversight uh, can solve the much bigger problem, which is our overly ambitious grand strategy. Chris Preble is Vice President for Defense and Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. This holiday season, consider supporting the Cato Podcast and the broad mission of the Cato Institute by visiting cato.org slash podcast sponsor and learn more about the benefits of sponsorship. That's cato.org slash podcast sponsor.